This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets. I want you to imagine this. A three-point shooter gets fouled on his attempt and misses. The player heads to the line for three. Any amateur statistician will tell you that there's eight permutations of what will happen next. He will make all three, or he will miss all three, or three different versions of missing two, or three different versions of missing one. Basically, one half times one half times one half, one eighth. But which of these eight is most likely, and which is least likely? I asked some friends who are smarter than me if there's any exact data that tracks this kinds of stuff, and while we got close, I never got a concrete answer. Though, I have enough clues that should yield an accurate estimate, which in this world is close enough to fact. Here's what I now know. Second free throws are more accurate than first free throws, and third free throws are more accurate still. This should come as no surprise to anybody who's shot around once you get into rhythm for a specific shot in a specific spot, they get easier. That being said, the average free throw shooter this year shoots 77% from the charity stripe. Three-point shooters probably shoot a little bit higher, so let's guess that's 80%. At that clip, they're more likely to hit all three free throws than miss any. 0.8 times 0.8 times 0.8. This number is higher if you consider that the second and third one have a higher likelihood of going in. So, making all three is the most likely. Missing all three is the least likely. But what about the six in between? Well, if you're more likely to make a shot than to miss it, making two of three is probably more frequent than one of three. But what about the order? So, as we learned before, it's easier to make your second than your third free throw. So missing the first one is most likely, missing the second one being number two, and missing the third after making the first two is the least likely. Using that same insight for every permutation, here's my best guess for order of likelihood on three free throws from least likely to most likely. There's miss, miss, miss as the least likely, then make, miss, miss, then miss, make, miss, then miss, miss, make, then make, make, miss, then make, miss, make, then miss, make, make, and finally, the most likely, make, make, make. And now, to ask me about all this unnecessary guesstimation, or not, my co-host from another bro-ghost, Billy Scafuri. You getting bucket buckets. Wow. Let me start by saying I'm proud of you. That was a lot. I know that those aren't <laughs> fun for you. <laughs> that Sometimes one was. they're stressful. <laughs> and that one sounded like your sweet spot. <laughs> My favorite part was when you just started saying, miss, make, 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 miss, make, that's make, when I, make, miss. That's when I think the whole thing like just like becomes impossible to understand. I think for the listener, they're going to be overwhelmed in that moment. Yeah, that like, was, I was I wasn't even looking at you. I was trying to look at one consistent spot of the wall so I could listen as hard as I could yeah. to you. And at that point, I was like, make, miss, what? So let me, what, let what, me what, <laughs> yeah, they just become like <laughs> noises. Blah, blah, bling, bling, blah, blah. But I liked it a lot. So now let me ask you how much you retained from that. Mm-hmm. You understand... The most likely is that they'll make all three. That's right. Um, and then go on. What were and you then the least say? likely is what? That they are going to 
uh, I guess, make the first two and miss the second? And no. And miss the third? Excuse the, me? the least likely is they miss all three. Oh, yes, of course. Right, 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 and, right, right. And then between making one or making two, yeah. which one is more likely? Making one or making two, making two. That's right. Yes. Because these are professional shooters. Of those of those making two, there's three different styles of making two. Yes. You can and, miss the first, miss the second, or miss the third. And you mentioned how shooters get warm and That's once right. they make their rhythm. So <laughs> my best guess would be, and you probably answered this, yeah. that they miss the first one and make the next two. That's right. That's right. the most probably common version of the, uh, the missing one, yeah. making two. So that um, cold open that you just did is yeah. one of... Uh, a good example of, I think that if someone were to animate your cold opens, mm-hmm. there could be a lot of fun uh, to be had, and it would help sell a lot of... You once did a person's mm. high score for a game versus their career, yeah. and I think that with just a little animation, we could uh, really see some of these kind of dense mathematical oh, things come to life. Okay, that's a good producer uh, instinct right there. Yeah. So if, if anybody out there likes animating really boring animations of people making and missing free throws... Yes. I think there's maybe more of those people out there. Yeah, Statisticians it, exist. People like numbers. It is hard audio-wise, but maybe visually to see a red X exactly. in a green circle. Yes. And they can have a little fun. You know, they can draw a little half court and make it uh, basketball-y. That's fun. Yeah. That's cool. But it is. It, it was interesting. I did learn today that if you shoot three free throws, you're more likely to make the third than the second than yes. the first. Yes. Which that, makes sense. That would have been but, my guess, too. Yeah. Did you write that today? Yes, I wrote that today. What inspired it? Uh, I think I remember seeing somebody miss make or miss one make the middle and then miss the third okay like, i wonder if that's the most rare combination there you go that's <laughs> all it takes <laughs> you went from missing it to making it and then back to missing that's it. all it takes yeah, yeah. but then I, I there was no like archive of like this is what happened when someone right. gets fouled on a three what the think most that there's a stat for everything like it's always someone is always writing it somewhere and i think there is but i just couldn't find it right yeah. So you said co-host from another bro ghost. Yeah, that's like my brother from another mother, but yeah, I no, couldn't I'm think familiar. of something that rhymes with I'm familiar co-host. with the rhyme scheme. Yeah. Um, bro ghost. Bro ghost. Is that just a straight up, I'm jamming this one in there right now? Yeah, that's like, okay. what could possibly rhyme with co-host that makes any semblance of sense? And bro ghost is? It's at least a, th- a person. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <No>? <laughs> yeah, but when you imagine it, it's a thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, like it's anything better you than imagine, like a it's... co-host from a low foast. Okay, which is let's just like right. words. Because yeah. foast isn't anything. Exactly. <laughs> so the bar was set at nothing, and it surpassed the bar. Of nothing. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on the show. Yeah, man, I miss it. You have an actual job that prevents you from just coming Nightmare. by whenever. Nightmare situation. Shooting the shit. Right. Do this for free, or get paid to do something else. Uh, Nightmare. So we were thinking about what we can possibly do what can hit up hit everything do you remember one of the ideas that we've had that we rejected oh man there was a couple (laughs) uh what did we say yesterday that's always really a fun moment for me when we agree that we're going to do an episode of buckets coming up and then you and i these episodes are episodes i would say are kind of different than the other ones you do and that they're usually game driven or you know they're a little less talking about the it's the almost league. like a game show or a segment. It's not like what happened yesterday. Right. And it's not like we have anything pre-planned, uh, you know, the day before we record. And so it's always like a fun couple, like, window of time where yeah. you and I text some truly heinous ideas <laughs> for what might make a fun hour of talking basketball. I think my favorite one was, let me look it up. I, I like the way you, you phrased it. <laughs> I think I might know which one it is. <laughs> the episode idea you pitched me right. was... Yes. 
<laughs> the guy, yeah. I wish I had this. Oh yeah. What did that, what did you say? What about an episode called Who Does Omari Spellman Play For These, these Days? days. <laughs> Every word counts. <laughs> Who does Omari Spellman play for these days? For a whole episode. A I, whole episode. There is a world in which we could stretch that for sixty. We could talk about his time on the Hawks. We could talk about his time on the Warriors question. Yeah, mark. Where is he now? And where is he now? <laughs> I defy any fan of the NBA to tell us. Who does Omari Spellman play for these, <laughs> these days? days? Is he a wizard? He could be a wizard playing with Rui Hachimura. Wow. He's a Minnesota Timberwolf. Sure. Everyone is a oh, Minnesota Timberwolf. part of the Timberwolf. D-Lo trade, probably. Doesn't it feel like everyone is a Minnesota Timberwolf right now? <laughs> They've got a lot of Timberwolves. Yeah, they had all the first Timberwolves. Now they have all these new Timberwolves. Yeah, these new Timberwolves. I can't get used to these new. The Juanchos, the Nas, what, Nas Reed. Jordan McLaughlin. Jordan McLaughlin is getting you like 50 on FanDuel. It's like, wait, wait, well, slow down. Is, who else is on there? Uh, D-Lo is on there. Yeah. Beasley from yeah. Denver is on there. They have 12 newbies. <laughs> And then some of them are hurt, and now we're playing like the the behind the bench guys from the newbies. Yeah, and I really can't keep up. Too deep. It's like what happened to the Culvers and Okogies? I know they're there, but like, where did they go? <laughs> yeah, where's Shabazz Napier when you need him? Where is Shabazz Napier? I think Washington. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We settled on an NBAMA. Ask us anything about yes. the NBA. That's right. We got some good questions. Yes, we did uh, on my Instagram. So why don't we just dive right in? Right. Uh, some silly ones, which are right up our alley. Right. And some real ones. Do you want to start with the silly or a real? Let's start real. Who do you most want to see in the eighth seed out west, says Robbie Hiller. And I'll sort of uh, follow it up right off the bat with an Ariel Guidon question. What team, as a Laker fan, are you most threatened by Time at out. the eighth seed? What's Ariel Guidon? That's, that, oh, that's a handle? Be, yeah, these are both their names. Got it. Okay. Got it. So uh, who would you want to see in the eighth seed? In the yeah, West. Yeah. And what was the other one? Who are you most afraid of as a Laker fan? Because so the Lakers, should... are, Lakers are probably going to get the first seed. Who yes. do I not want to see at the eighth seed? Let's hear your answer. I think th- my answer to who I most threatened by is your answer for who you want to see most, which yes. is Zion. Yes. I don't want to see Zion. Right. Do you think that he could actually disrupt the Lakers, though, 8-1? Yes. Like, disrupt like, them where he takes two games and makes them tired yes. or takes four games? I think he can make it a series. I really? I think he's unguardably good. And, like, the fact that we have to play so hard right off the... Like, I want to see a team that we can sweep. Mm. LeBron takes a week off. Like, mm-hmm. that's worth as yes. much as a yeah. victory. Right, because like, he's still playing need... his 36 minutes <laughs> yeah. a game or whatever. I need oh, I need eight days off for Bron. So you actually fear the Pelicans more than you fear the Blazers? Yes. Really? Yeah. Really? I do. Why? Because... Just because of the depth? Or you think Zion, at that point, will be so unstoppable, 40 games under his belt? The Pelicans play so fast, so yes. it, like, requires LeBron to sprint. And, like, if he's playing 38 minutes a game, that's a dangerous proposition. The Pelicans are further away from L.A., so we have to, like, travel a lot, loose sleep, sprint, run. Interesting. And they are, they're deeper right now. They have like Ingram, Holiday, Zion, Lonzo, yes. so many players. Right. The Blazers are Dame, who's like the best player right. in the series. The most clutch player on both teams. But probably. then he's also, they're also like playing Mario Hizonia right. <laughs> and Carmelo Anthony, right. which scare me less. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Would you say that, I'll answer that question in a second, but would you say that just even you say, acknowledging that the Pelicans are a real threat uh-huh. in the 8-1, did they win the trade? Uh, it's too early to say because the mm. trade is a seven-year trade. Sure, that's so true. I think it'll go the way that most people think, which is like for now the Lakers won the trade right. because Anthony Davis, the best players on our team, right? But then they got a bunch of players and draft picks that will bloom and blossom into great players in three or four years. So let's let me ask you this question. It might be better. Okay. Um, 
Which who is exceeding their expectations more after that trade? After that trade, who is exceeding their expectations more? The, the Pelicans Lakers. or the Lakers? The Lakers, Lakers still are, you think? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because the Pelicans are not in the playoffs. Right. But so that's you... like, they're roughly where we thought they were. Mm, you, we didn't think they were going to be like an 18-win team this year? The Pelicans, no. Yeah. I think they were over under I guess they had 39 enough talent. or so. Yeah, they had enough talent, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. They underperformed just because they got off to such a rough start because Zion wasn't playing. If right. Zion was playing all year, they probably would have exceeded expectations. So you don't give respect to, we've been there before, we were in the Western Conference Finals of the Bla- Blazers last year? No, because it's a different team. Like, Collins is out, Nurkic is out. Hood is gone. They have no depth up front. So right. it's like incredibly hard. But they will have Nurture back. They will have, they'll have, uh, they didn't have Whiteside. No. And that's a serious center. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a big four. Just, just those four players. And Melo, that would be their starting five, you'd assume? Does yeah. Nurchik go power forward? How does that even play out? I don't know. And he also is like not playing basketball yet. He also snapped his leg in half a year. Yeah. Yet, so he's not right. really going to be a great player. Mm. I'm not as afraid as Portland. I would say the the team I'm least threatened by that yeah. might make it right. is Memphis. Mm, yeah, Memphis. Memphis, Sacramento. They feel like they're going to flame out. Memphis, this, Sacramento, and San Antonio are the teams I want to see. Right. New Orleans, Portland, play, James, uh, places I don't want to see. And now it's like the Pelicans are even doubling up on, like uh, Zion's going back-to-back. Yes. Like he's like, that's that whole, like we're not going to play him in back-to-back games, that's gone. <laughs> so the Pelicans are like, we want the eight seed. We want the seven seed. That's right. They're right. trying really, really hard. Right. And there is that cool... Lonzo, Ingram, yeah. Josh Hart, like yeah. all these guys have like that like little nudge, <laughs> yeah. you know, that sometimes make crazy things happen. Do you see the Lakers at New Orleans? I think it was on Saturday. That was like it felt like a playoff game. A good game. game. Yeah, like, that just felt like everyone was, was up yeah, for that game. LeBron was like playing as if this was the Western Conference Finals. Yes, him he and was Zion backing people down. That was very fun watching him and Zion be like two strong guys. <laughs> they in were the guarding NBA. each other. Yeah. Zion was trying to like body him down low. Zion is bodying dudes like relentlessly. This is something really <laughs> cool we're watching, right? Like yes. this hasn't been since Shaq. Is Shaq the closest thing we've seen? Kind where dudes of, but... like kind of always bounce off him? <laughs> right, but Zion is 19. Right. I saw this funny tweet the other day that was like, Zion, this is a clip of Zion dunking on kids in high school. Yes. Those kids are now in a college sophomore math class. <laughs> yeah. Zion is putting up 35 and 17 in the NBA. NBA players. <laughs> yes. That's great. Not even, he's not intimidated at all. He's so good. He still can't uh, pass Ja <laughs> in the rookie of the year? No, I think he's not going to play enough games. Mm-hmm. And Ja is so good and has done so for like 75 games. Here's the thing. Yeah. He is really good. But he does have dud games pretty consistently. Like every third game, Ja gives you like eight and four. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't mean to be the Ja hater because he's obviously so cool and fun and everything. Yeah. But every, I mean, he's, like not, he, he's 20. So like right. it makes sense. that I'm he, almost double that. So who right. am I to be critiquing this child? <laughs> <laughs> this 18-year-old can't figure it out against yeah. the world's elite basketball players. He hasn't players. been consistent yet. <laughs> yeah. He only in drops his... 13 a game sometimes <laughs> against the world's season. greatest defenders. And then against the Lakers, he had like 25 and 10. He's mm. had games where he's like, holy shit. And I guess point guard is the hardest position to figure yeah. it out this early. So yeah. the fact that he's doing it at all is really impressive. And the fact that he just is trying to jam on you. This rookie class is trying to jam on you. They're they great. have two of the greatest dunkers <laughs> we've seen from rookies in a long time. Jaws trying to jump over people. Right. He Barrett to... just does lefty layups for the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, cool, he goes left. Barrett also kind of looks like a grown adult at this point. He has huge shoulders. He has the Dwight... Howard shoulders tiny head. Yeah, why does he have such a small head for such a big yeah, shoulder? He's got that man. Beetlejuice body, <laughs> just that shrunken head. Yeah, but he's also looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's no Zion, no Jaw. Right. Anyway, what yeah. are you gonna do? Uh, I am Tyler Newsom. Asks, what is your ideal ball color? Hmm. So there's really only two in my mind. 
There's <laughs> well, the, the classic camel. Yep. And then there is the red, white, and blue. Yeah. Oh, so you're talking about the classic NBA orangish, sandish oranges. Yeah, right. I mean, like the NBA. Color. Those are baller, Those are colors that exist, but I'm saying you can choose any color. Mm. I'm still choosing classic basketball. So you're just are going you, classic orange. Like if you see a classic orange next to like a, I don't know, like strawberry lemonade pink, yeah. which one are you taking? Yeah, I'm probably, I prefer to play with a classic orange because right. it makes you feel like a real baller. Uh, let me extend that question one step further. Okay. And I kind of know this about you already, but are you a flashy gear guy on the court? <laughs> on the court? Or do you try and blend in, ultimately? Uh, I, I play basketball with you every Saturday, so I generally know the answer, but internally, I, who I'm are like, you? I'm above like gray New Balance's like baggy cotton shirt that's falling apart. Yes. Regular You shorts. think it through a little. Yeah. So I have like a brightly colored dry fit shirt. You do. I know that dry fit shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have like shoes that are like cool and new and bright because, you know, LeBron's and Kobe's and are, those are cool. crazy bright looking shoes. And cool. Okay. But then like I'm not going fucking like sleeve that's like neon green. Have you or, ever or, like, worn a Spider-Man sleeve or tights? tights? Have you ever worn the tights? Not to a basketball game. No. No. In the back of your mind, you're like, I want to be that tight guy one day. I don't think I, I think it's too restrictive. I, I'm, have you ever worn them? I've worn them to run in the cold weather. And you didn't but never like it. like it. Just it just makes everything a little bit harder. So we tights? played we played outdoors for a couple months uh, at Rio. Yeah, and it was like during the cold months, <laughs> and I wore tights, and I was like, I can do this. You just feel more like <laughs> you're just wearing tights, and it's cool. <laughs> you're just like I feel kind of cool but right don't now. Don't you get hot? Not really. You stay warm, <laughs> but you're cold, but you're warm. Try tights. the tights. Tights. <laughs> you know LeBron just wears like one tight. No. Yeah, he has, or it's like a leg sleeve. Oh yeah, those compressions. And then a left leg, a left arm sleeve. Those are confidence inducing. Those sleeves. Yeah, they make you feel, you feel like strong you're... and tight. Ad wears like an undershirt. Yeah, there's a couple guys who wear like armor. <laughs> yeah, like not under armor, like armor, armor, <laughs> yeah. like metal like armor. Quad guards. Yeah, knee brace. Yeah, you see like the elbow. thin pad that like breathes. It's like a breathable <laughs> pad on their quad. And yeah. You're like, what? Who are you? I guess when you're hanging and banging down low against fucking 6'10", 280 guys. Pure fashion. Do you think it's? Do you think some of it is just pure fashion? I think it's eighty percent fashion. I do too. It's the style. It's the headband. You don't have to wear a headband, but it's cool to be part of the headband crew. Have you ever worn a headband? Because no, but I've I, been considering it. I've worn a headband, and it really does give you like five extra good minutes. On I kind of like a head. I think I'm not good enough at basketball to wear a headband. Ironically, mm, ironically, like, like I think cool, like good, like Alex Caruso can wear a headband because he looks because he's very good and he can dunk. And he's under the category of cool in yeah. this example. Gotcha. Good okay. basketball player. Okay. But like if you're bad and you're wearing a headband, mm, that's the thing. Look, you, you don't want to look like the cable guy or something. It's the dude who wears <laughs> the neon matching kit from head to toe that it you're like, really you bad. suck at basketball. Yeah. Like I don't even <laughs> yeah. need to see you shoot one shot. You suck at basketball. I know it. Your outfit is $400 <laughs> to play today. You That's suck at basketball. That's my fear, yeah. Right. You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> uh, ideal ball color. I'll go the red, white, and blue. I kind of like that. You, you prefer that. You, you can see the rotation of the ball. That is ABA? Did ABA yeah, use ABA that? Yeah, ABA did that. And Harlem Globetrotters did that? I think they do. And the WNBA uses traditional color, Classic correct? orange, yeah. Do you think that they'd be better off... Um, Remarketing a, a different ball? Yeah, a yellow ball, a pink ball, a blue ball. Could does, be interesting. Does the NBA do any sort of uh, like pink ball for breast cancer awareness month? Or have they ever played with no like the ball color? I don't think so. I think the ball is like they they had the new ball. Remember that? Like there was a new ball oh, for like yeah, a that... few months and everyone hated it. Yeah, what why did we hate it so much? I hated it. I remember <laughs> hating it. Why did I hate it? It was like I don't know if it was made it was like they moved from I want to say like leather to something synthetic, uh-huh. and then like the players were like it was no, the this feel? is slippery or yeah. bouncy, and like 
players are missing more shots and they went back to the old ball. That is quickly. a thing, though. Like, when we're check figuring out which ball we're going to use on Saturday, it's yeah. like you touch a ball sec for a second and you're like, not this one. Yeah. It's just like that's Too mushy, too soft, yep. too hard, yep. too rubbery. Yeah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Uh, here's a question from Aaron Portra. Why does Billy not switch to the Nets since the Knicks are the Chernobyl of the NBA? It's a very fair question. It's a very fair <laughs> question. Because where you grew up is... Closer to Brooklyn than Manhattan. For sure. And I lived in, like, the Brooklyn area way more than the Manhattan area. Yeah, you have more of, like, a spiritual connection to Brooklyn. So you know how every family member has that, like, no, I shouldn't say every, but every family, most families have a couple of family members that are, like, ugh, they're, like, so annoying, and I wish we didn't have to fa- invite them to the reunion, but yeah. they're family, yeah. and we this is just what we do. Yeah. Certain things are just conditioned into you that you don't have a choice. And that is, for most Nick fans, I would argue now, just what it is. We, we're <laughs> just Nick fans. It's like we can't really explain it anymore. You can't really just leave it alone. I mean, Spike Lee gets in a fight with uh, our owner. Yeah. That just happened. That's like a weird look. Did you read the nuances of that, by the way? Yeah, that they like set him up with a handshake that wasn't really a handshake, and Spike Lee's not coming back. There's this like year. an employee entrance that he's been going through for like 30 years, yeah, and they but denied he wasn't him allowed. Yeah. Right. Uh, why don't I go to the Nets? You just don't have that. I don't have any relationship to it. It's yeah. like if I'm going to go to the Nets, why not go to any other team? So if you were to uh, break down your top three NBA teams as of now, yeah. which teams do you want to see win the most? The Atlanta Hawks. Are they, are the Knicks even like top three for you still? They're top three, but they're not do you, like, exactly. you want to see them win? Do you watch them and root for them? I don't watch them because their basketball <laughs> games aren't fun. To, like they're not good basketball. They're also really early. Uh, yeah, they're at four. Yeah. <laughs> they're at four. You get home and it's over. Yeah, the game's mostly over and it's like, cool, I just need to see the box. Score. They also do like random shit like play Sunday at two. Yeah, you had a nice insult about the Knicks on Twitter recently. <laughs> well, bad teams don't care about when games should be. Like, right. every game starts at six on Saturday, the Knicks are tipping off at 1130 You know, that's today. a great idea though, like with the Premier League's relegation rules, yeah. where like you're just going to get dropped out if you suck too bad. They should make the Knicks play like Tuesdays at like... <laughs> 2.15 in the afternoon. <laughs> like, no one can make their games. You have to earn prime time. That should really be a rule. <laughs> like, you have to earn our eyeballs. You don't just get a 7 o'clock. Who the hell are you? You haven't won in Knicks. 20 years. That's right. Right. But I would say that of my top three teams, I really like watching the Hawks. I find myself watching them almost every night. But rooting for them to win. Um, I don't care about them winning right. so much. Which uh, teams are you rooting to win? You know, I'm starting to realize that I think I care more about myself playing FanDuel than That's I right. do NBA teams playing in the NBA. <laughs> there's no player, there's no team that you'd rather win and have you lose at FanDuel. That's right. Yes, that's the most important. I mean, I am the most important person to me in the world. Yeah. So I want to see you. me succeed. I'm me, of course. I'm, the, I, I'm protecting me every day. I'm trying to feed me, that's make right. me grow. This is like you playing in the NBA. I'm in the NBA, yeah. and I need my Hawks to do well. Like do, Paul Pierce grew up a Laker fan. He wasn't rooting for the Lakers when he was on the Celtics. No. Now he he's rooting for Knicks himself fan. to drop yeah. 30 on these. Uh, your Lakers. team is your daily fantasy team. Yes. And you're rooting for them. Yes. <laughs> against the other team. Speaking of daily fantasy, very quickly. Quickly. Yeah. You, we've been playing it for two years now. That's right. You and I play in a friends league. That's right. Almost every night. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you've gotten better? Because last year, 
you were kind of on uh, the wave that you don't have to, it's mostly luck. Yeah. You don't have to be good. Yeah. So do you think that you've quantifiably improved and do you still think that it's mostly luck? Uh, it's not mostly luck. There is strategy. I will admit to it now, but I think it's kind of like poker. You put yourself in a best position and that's yeah. like the skill. Right. And then it's like the luck. As the, as it all may play out. Exactly. But you have gotten better, would you say? I uh, think you've gotten better. I don't know if I've gotten uh, maybe I've gotten a little bit better, right. but it also depends on who we're playing with. If mm. we're playing with new people who don't necessarily know how to play because right. they don't have the knowledge yet. Right. But I've got a system. But yeah. I think everyone has a system. Yeah, everyone's got a system. A couple yeah. players that you have to start with, kind of. <laughs> yeah. We both last year did a good job uh-huh. of encouraging people to sign up to FanDuel in some capacity. I don't even remember how. Yeah. I don't remember, and I don't care what the rules of what we were even trying to sell them at the time were, but Forget I do that. remember mm-hmm. what I liked out of it was that if they rec- if they put our handles down- You got a little bonus. You got a little bonus. We each get 10 bucks. <laughs> That's great. So- So what's your handle? I don't remember. Is it Bully Scafuri? <laughs> I don't remember. Is it Bully? <laughs> Let's just say, if you sign up for FanDuel, say at Bully Scafuri. Recommended you. Yes. Billy with a U. Yeah. Bully Scafuri. It's a good name. And let the money roll into Bully. Have you tracked how well you've done this year? Uh, yes. What you started with and what you're at now? Yeah. What are you up? I'm up about 170. That's a lot. Are you up 170? No. Really? I'm up like $21. Get out of here. But I also do some stupid stuff like play XFL and like public. <laughs> so right. completely I only count. play in our <laughs> league. I only play in our league. Smitty confessed that he's like down 50. And I was like, I thought we're all up like 100 bucks. <laughs> it can't be. I know. I don't. Up, other, the other it's four our people money. we play with are down. <laughs> it's all our money. It's really, to me, I thought we were all just sitting around the same table passing a $5 <laughs> bill to the right every day. I get a five from the left and I pass it to the right. What's your tracking it uh, schedule? How much I'm a, up or whatever? No, no, no. Uh, every night. So like you are you have a very specific style of like, I'm not looking yet. Yes. I want to wait until the 4 p.m. games are going and yes. then open the app. Well, it, the reason I adopted <laughs> that is because you, fans of Amir Blumenfeld, <laughs> if you ever want to be texting with Amir and you find yourself texting him between the hours of 3.55 Pacific Standard Time and 4.20. <laughs> Which is right now. Yes. At the time of recording. He is so jacked like a child on sh- like a sugar high. <laughs> On Fantasy High. He tells you what every single player is doing to the minute. He tells you who got a rebound, who's going back to the bench. So I'm enjoying that game, just watching the game through your lens. I'm also at work, (laughs) and I have stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. But you're a a little bit superstitious. You're like, I don't like looking unless I'm in the lead, or I don't like looking. And then like when you're down, you don't look at all. You're like, I'm ignoring it. I'm clear. I'm clear. Like, I don't need this. But there are definitely those times where you look, and you're like, oh my god, it's the third quarter, and like Malcolm Brogdon has got me (laughs) 6.4 points. There's no reality in which I'm coming in first or second. I don't I'm care about this. And I put my phone down, and four minutes later, I'm like, maybe Brogdon is 16 now. <laughs> and I open it up, and he's still a 6.4, and I put it back down, and I'm still mad. Um, so do I have a routine? No. But I will say that the fan of math, I love math. Yep. So I really enjoyed your cold open, obviously. Thank you. Um, but I like to sometimes not even open up the FanDuel app for the first half of the first round of games and just do all the math in the NBA app of mm. all the box scores. Oh. Just you do your I own score. Do my own score. And how close do you get with your own score? Fairly accurate? Yeah, yeah, very accurate. Oh, you're doing like down to the 1.2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not like eyeballing it. No. Years of doing <laughs> fantasy football has like got me like really fast fantasy brain. Where oh. it's like that gives me that, that gives that, gives that. He has 17.8 and it's halftime. Good. Wow. Yeah. And how much did he cost and whether that's All good. that. Yeah. 
FanDuel is great. There are so many things to just track. Like fans of math, you'll just like it. It's like cocaine for the fantasy basketball. Like fantasy basketball is like sipping on whiskey. It takes eight months to get right, to the season. Right. FanDuel's like, ah, we're doing it now. We're doing it now. <laughs> There's six games going on at the same time, refreshing, right. refreshing. Right. And the way the green numbers come in. And oh, fade out. when the whole thing just like flat, like s- slowly fades green in and out. But then you see that it was minus 1.2. They took away a rebound. <laughs> you bastards. I had the most amazing upset uh, against me two days ago. And really? Because you had a really it. great upset win like a month ago. That was great too. But that was pretty standard. That right. was like I my player stole a ball from an, an opposing player and yes. then scored a shot and got and one. Yes. It was like a point. Their eight. turnover plus my points. Got you the win. Got me by the like win. By like 0.5. But – I'm fucking watching this Pacers Spurs okay. game because I need three points. I need, at a certain point, I needed two and a half points from TJ Warren. Yes. Blocks and steals are worth three. Yes. I'm watching this game. There's three minutes left. Yes. TJ Warren is not touching the ball on offense. No. I'm hoping to God we he need gets a like steal a weak or a side block. steal or block. Yes. Cross court pass. Some DeRozan is driving against Sabonis. Mm. TJ Warren flies in from the weak side and yes. swats him. Sub- Announcer goes, What a block by TJ Warren. <laughs> I'm in the money, right? I refresh the app. It's not giving me my three. Sometimes What's going it takes, and sometimes it takes like thirty seconds. That's right, and then they adjust. I look at the NBA.com box score. Sabonis blocked DeRozan. Yikes! No, Yikes. Sabonis did not block DeRozan. This I'll is... wait until the statistician gets a closer look during the timeout. I don't and know what folks, the role rules are. He's still waiting, and I'm still waiting for that block. Officially, that block is still given to Sabonis. Yes. I've gone into NBA.com. Peak I've petty. Seen... Peak petty. <laughs> I've Grab the clip. I've tweeted it at NBA officials. I don't even know if this you were is their jurisdiction. You were befriending strangers online who kind of agreed with you that Warren got the block. You're like, right, exactly. <laughs> Retweet. Signal boost. Let's Signal talk about boost, it. You fucking nerd. <laughs> but then I've gotten to wondering, like, how much times like does this happen over the course, course. of an, a year? Like, right. Like statistics aren't accurate down to and they're that not was going to back to win twenty bucks in our daily league. Like right. there's like hundred thousand dollar contests that come down to that exact or like play. salary incentives. I'm like, does TJ Warren care about this? Right. Does he look at the box score and be like, no blocks? That's right. Weird. I thought I had one. I did. You read the fine print in FanDuel to see how much time can pass before it's like we have locked, oh, locked the scores in? regardless. No. They must have some sort of legalese that it's like at some point. And I'm wondering if the NBA has like statisticians that rewatches the game to make sure everything is copacetic, or if it's just like, hey, let's. Yeah. Just watch as it's going, and I'll do my best. You're totally right about salary incentive, though. Yeah. Like, all that. Like, 100 blocks gets you a... Yeah. Anyway, check out my Twitter, hashtag Warren Peace, because Warren <laughs> got a piece of that ball. You saw the play. Did you just create <laughs> War and Peace? <laughs> it was in the, it's already in the Twitter thread. <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, that was one of your 40,000 tweets on the topic? That's right. Great. Yeah, so check out at Amir's Twitter handle, Blumenfeld. and check out my Venmo handle, at William Scafuri. <laughs> I try and get in a couple times uh, an episode on a lot buckets. <laughs> So if you're just trying to throw me anywhere from two to two thousand, you already got the referral code from Vandal. Now you just want straight cash from Venmo, dude. I'm trying to cash out. I'm I should be at work right now. Yeah, you already have a job. Right. You, you need cash less now than you did last year. Right. But cash on cash on cash on cash. That's good. Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Quittingmusic.exe writes: mm. What does having a high basketball IQ translate to the actual game? 
You hear about players with high basketball yeah. IQs. What does that mean? Do they score more, defend more? I think they always make the right choice. Yeah. I think you have a series of choices in front of you at any point in a basketball <laughs> game and in life. Millions of micro decisions mm-hmm. happening every second. Exactly. And I think how fast you can make those choices and whether or not they are the right choices mm-hmm. determines whether or not you have a good high basketball IQ. And then does it? do you think it manifests itself in the box score? Or if it's like certain things like help defense, that doesn't necessarily show because like... I think less in the, I think less in the box score. I think it kind of lives in the world of less in the box score. <laughs> right. Right? Where it's just like, yeah, help defense, like picks off the ball, yeah. just kind of like, uh, just all like the passes you shouldn't make versus the ones you should, all yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you see superstars with high basketball IQ, like LeBron is the classic example. And mm-hmm. he does fill the stat sheet up with, because he's not only physically gifted, he right. also has like a genius basketball mind. Right. I mean, that's where you have like more than just a high basketball IQ. Right. Some <laughs> players are bad, they're like bad relative to the rest of the league, but they have a high basketball IQ. So they get still get 30 minutes a game. Yeah. They're which smart. is smart. Which is what Laker fans are seeing with Alex Caruso. Right. Like, a lot of haters are like, he averages five and a half points a game. Right. Why are you guys freaking out over this guy? Right. But the Lakers' Twitterati as a whole and the fans, like, you don't understand. Like, he has such a high basketball. Like, he, right. he's always in the right place. He plays so well with and LeBron and AD. Exactly, yeah. And it all ships rise. If, yeah. you do the, if you're doing your one thing correctly, then everyone else is in a better place to do their thing correctly. Right. And right. the goal is to have five people on the court who all have a high basketball. Like, yeah. That's interesting. I'd be curious to look back on, like, the winning teams of, like, how, which players on, like, championship teams had, like, that that like fourth best player, fifth best, sixth best, but like had a high basketball IQ. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what makes the great teams even better. Right. Is the fact that they have no weak links. Yeah. Like who would you say is the Clipper who has like high basketball IQ? Feels like Pat they Beverly. All- Pat Beverly. Yeah. Sure. He seems to like know how to defend and where to be and like That's he's an interesting example because like when you hear high basketball IQ, it's like, oh, they're like really smart and they're like probably very like controlled and stuff. It seems like his high basketball IQ is manifested in like I'm going to go buck wild in your face. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And like throw you off. He's not a very good FanDuel player because right. like he, does, he it, at the end of the game, you look, he's like one of four from the field with like five rebounds. Perfect like, example. Holy shit, his plus minus is 27. Perfect example. I don't think you need in FanDuel specifically <laughs> high a high basketball. basketball IQ. I think you just need to be a physical specimen who pulls down eight boards a night. Or D'Angelo Russell shooting 30 times a game. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think that FanDuel rewards high basketball IQ. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a stat thing. It's just a, yeah, FanDuel is the opposite. Right. Low basketball IQ, high basketball actual stats. Yeah, correct. Um, Lots of lettuce. (laughs) What's your take on the Harden-Giannis beef? Yeah. Are you aware? Yeah. Uh, As far as I understand, it kind of started when Giannis said he wanted to draft someone that passes him the ball during the All-Star draft. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then they asked Harden about it, and he's like, I didn't really see that. But also, here's a prepared response. (laughs) 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 I... I wish I was seven feet tall and could just dunk the ball. That doesn't take skill. Right. I'm six foot five. What I have to do is actually skilled. Right. Then they ask Giannis about it. He's like, I don't want to get into this back and forth. There you go. Keep in mind, last year, it was Giannis versus Harden for the MVP. And at one point, Giannis mm. threw the ball so fast and it hit Gian- uh, Harden oh, in the that, back of the head. That <laughs> ruled. That Moment of silence for how funny that was. That was a fucking dodgeball. <laughs> yes, it that was, was a, a full speed, <laughs> no head hunting. It was a discus throw. <laughs> he fucking laced him. 
<laughs> right to the fucking bald spot of Do you think that plays into it? Do you think that that at all plays into it? He's got to feel a little bad when uh, when Giannis whips the ball and it hits him in the head. Wait, Giannis has to feel a little bad. No, Harden. Harden has to Harden feel a little like bad for who? Oh, for physically. Yeah, he physically has to feel a little. Of course. It, it's so like. But do you think that Giannis, as soon as he did that, was like, oh, sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> like, what was what, what came flying out of Giannis's mouth? Yeah. If he turns around and just walks away. It's like, that, that's not a foul, right? Like, you could have the ball and throw it at someone's face. Yeah, you that can do that. That should be a foul. You can do that. <laughs> That's not a flagrant. You no. s- feels like you got a slap on the wrist. You can't just keep throwing the ball at some guy's yeah, face, it's right? Yeah, it's got to seem like an accident. That one really <laughs> right. did. It looked like a pass to a cutter that wasn't there. Right. Um, I feel nothing about that beef whatsoever, but is there a better beef in the NBA right now? There's the Embiid versus, who was he drawing against? Yeah. Uh, it was Jimmy Butler versus, I think, TJ Warren, where he's like, he's soft, he can't mm. guard me, mm. I lit him up for 30. Okay. Speaking of TJ Warren... And then there was Embiid got into an actual fight. Yeah, with with, uh, with Carl Anthony Towns, no? Yeah, it was Cat. Right. Yeah. Cat doesn't seem like the type of guy who does that not kind of stuff. Not at all. Right. And now they're both injured, so if they play again, they might not. True. Who is the best? Is there a beef in the NBA? Who is like a beef guy? Pat Beverly and Russ. Russ and mm. Dame. Russ and anybody. Russ snaps on you. Russ gets off to being angry. Is that his motivating thing? Yeah. It's just kind of like he just needs someone to be mad at? Yeah, like even if he's losing and even if he's getting outplayed, he's right. just like, if he scores, he'll like turn to you and say, I'll bust your ass. <laughs> yes, like, he will say that. What are you that. doing? Like, <laughs> he will say that. You're not busting my ass. He was kind of talking shit to Lillard yep, during the game. He's doing he, a lot of the baby, like I can... He, right. Yeah. At one point, Lillard was guarding him and he fouled Russ and Russ said... A foul is a bucket. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was this year. Throw. It yeah. made no sense. He's like, you can't guard me. A foul is a bucket. Yeah, and, and then Lillard was like the at throw. the line. He was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right. You're sweating a lot, Russ. But if you had to choose a player for your NBA team, is it Lillard or is it Russ? Uh, yeah, that was a debate that came up recently on Twitter. Because everyone, Lillard is way more universally beloved. I'd, I'd argue he's the most universally beloved player in the NBA. Yeah. I feel like nobody hates Dame Lillard. No. He's just gotten this incredible free pass because of his loyalty towards kind of a sinking ship. He's very cool. Very cool. Has a lot of swag. He um, doesn't... He's very chill, too. He's yeah. He's like a smooth criminal. He doesn't jaw at people, so, like, opponents can't get mad at him. And so that really, like... And he's also so clutch, and he's amazing. The dude's amazing. But is he better than Russ? That's a good question. Because I don't think he is. Right. There is something... Like, Russ is a very, like, non-basketball nerd... Uh fan like mm. basketball nerds don't like russ because he's inefficient right yes it, it's right. like it's like the casual basketball fans like russ is the best he scores 30 points 10 right. rebounds 10 assists right he's awesome he's always mad i, I fear don't, russ i don't care who how if he like makes threes or not right i feel i personally fear russ when he's on the court it's yeah. like there's no stopping that yeah right. and there's less stopping it now that he's not, no longer shooting threes he was sort of stopping himself right and then they traded capella and he's like i just will drive to the basket 25 times a game love it and you can't stop it. No, and that's one what he on should one, be doing. You, you can't stop Russ. He just throws tomahawks on dudes. But I don't know if you could stop Dame either. Hmm. I think we're, I don't know. And then defensively, they're both fine. They're not Should like they not be compared as much? Because Dame shoots 40-foot jumpers <laughs> now, and Russ attacks the rim. Right. So they are very different players, but they play the same position. Yeah, they're they're shooting point guards. Three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Scoring point guards. Right. Who would you rather have? I'd choose Russ. Interesting. For like a few more years, I'd probably still choose Russ. Yeah. yeah. And I think I would choose Dame just because he's so much, so much of a better shooter. Yeah? Yeah. It seems like Dame's athleticism... Hmm. Uh, or Dame, Dame won't decline as fast because he's such a good shooter. Right. And Russ is like, s- relies so much on how fast he runs and how much he can jump. You put Dame on the Oklahoma City Thunder last year. 
it's kind of like a lot to rewind. Yeah. But do you think with that they, Paul George? Yes, with Paul George. Do you yeah. think they're better or worse than Russ's? I think OKC version? beats Portland. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, so you are team Dave. Maybe I'm wrong. Yes. Maybe I'm wrong. I've never heard you say that before. Yeah, because I'm definitely not wrong. Um, <laughs> I've heard you say that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is funny. Tyler Trans asks, what are two players you want as your dads? Hmm. So I think one dad per person or? Okay. I'd want a tall dad, short dad. Okay. I don't need two massive dads. Or are we just each replacing our dads with one NBA player? Oh, okay. I thought this in this reality, it is replace 2020, your dad we had with a single dads. player. Okay. Um, okay, so I'll replace my dad with a single player. Jeez. I mean, me and my dad have had a pretty good run. Do I want to replicate what we've done or do I want a completely different dad? I can answer now while you think. Yeah, please do. This guy's an ex-player, but I think Dwayne Wade seems to be like the best guy slash father. killing it right now. He's killing it. He is like dad <laughs> of the million year. Like right. you can't ask for a better dad than what's happening. That's right. Unbelievable man. Unbelievable man. And then let alone, he's also like one of the best basketball players of all time. Unreal. Dude is so woke. <laughs> it's so awesome. I really hope that it's like a trickle down effect, like them, like adults seeing how he behaves and being yes. like, all right, I guess it's okay. It's cool. I right. get it. Sure. And it's like him of all people. Like he's not like a liberal uh, right. professor from Berkeley. No, no. He's he like, to, like found from out. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great answer. Unfortunately, I think they said current player. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Justice Winslow. Fine. <laughs> Fine. I'll take Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Stauskas. Where the hell has Justice Winslow been, man? He got traded, I think, as part of the oh, yeah, Iguodala trade. Is he on Memphis? He's on Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> He's either on Memphis and hurt or not at the NBA. He was one of like the top six guys in that draft that people were like, he might be the one. Yeah, everyone wanted Justice Winslow. Has he had a successful NBA career thus far? I believe not. He has uh, like under, under, underperformed. underperformed. Yeah, for like a number 10 pick, I think he was. He's not, he hasn't surpassed our expectations. I'm not going to look into it and neither will you, but what was he, was he actually pick 10? I think so. I'd be curious, him versus the past 10 number 10s mm. to see if he's actually like the best number 10 that's come out of that spot. Yeah. Because he definitely was like, I thought, I was like, the Knicks should just take him and not Porzingis. Right. Right. You were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any interest in college basketball, writes Budig, B. Budig, uh, would love a March Madness ep of buckets. Mm, interesting. Do you have a team? Not really. I'm a St. John's fan. I grew up watching UCLA, but I don't really watch college basketball anymore. Right. My UCLA friends who went there are big into UCLA still. Yeah, I think UCLA is good this year. Yeah. But that's so cool. Imagine going to UCLA when they did like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. It was just like studs. Russ was there. Yes. They like would see Russ twice a week. (laughs) Yeah. Just on campus. Yes. Kevin Love eating a donut. Yes. Pudgy, like doughy (laughs) Kevin Love. (laughs) At Diddy Reese. Diddy Reese? Yeah. It's a Westwood cookie place that I used to frequent. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a St. John's fan. Queens. Are they good? They are better than they've been. They've been bad. Then they had Chris Mullen coach them for a couple of years. Oh yeah, what happened to that? Uh, he's like, he's just a name. Got it. You know what I mean? They didn't get far. (laughs) Um, are they, do you watch them this year? No, I don't really watch them like that. They don't even really get like national TV coverage in New York. Yeah. You have to have like ESPN five. I watch it like an NBA fan. So I'll watch like the best players. So last Mm. year I watched Zion play because I heard great things. Yes. Or, uh, Abi Toppin, is it? Out Mm -hmm. of Dayton. Yeah. Have you been watching him? No, just highlights. Dude is a man. Is he like a power forward? (laughs) Like he's just, he's power forward. He's a center. He's literally whatever. He's the biggest guy on the court and he just dunks on people. (laughs) Like not just gets the ball over the rim, like. He dunks on 12. You know what I mean? It He's is, like Dwight Howard. And he wasn't scouted. It's like, are there these dudes out there? 
Are there just like a bunch of seven footers, like six eleven guys who just like never had their opportunity? Yeah, and where do they come from? He jams so hard. <laughs> it's like someone must have seen him jam at some point. I think isn't John Morant and Zion both from South Carolina? South Carolina. Oh, really? Did I make that up? No. Are they they played on the same team in South Carolina? Mm. Maybe South Carolina is just creating these amazing basketball superpowers that we don't know about. Have you ever done a bracket? Yes, I do brackets all the time. Even though you have no, anything. you have no, like, really, you're just, like, reading what people are saying to do? Yeah, or just, like, yeah, who's the best team this year, right? Right. Um, what's the coolest number of points to score in a game? Hmm. I.e., 120 is so visually pleasing. So, yeah, I oh, guess for a team. team. Let's yeah. go player and then team. Okay. So, player. Let's start with player? Yeah, 50 is probably the, wow. the big one. Yeah, because people say like 50 burgers. Though. Yeah, 50 piece. But 40 is pretty cool too. 40 is like, wow. Yeah. That's a solid, huge game right Yeah, 50 is like next level. Like last night, Karis LeVert dropped 51. That dude, he's so good. Karis <laughs> LeVert's that good. Where did he come from? He was a stud. He was supposed to be like a super stud. He was a stud last year. Right. And um, then they got better players and they're like, we don't need you, Karis LeVert. And maybe he got hurt a little or something. Like, right. I don't know. He like dislocated his foot last year or something like that. Oh, gross. Remember it looked like nasty. Yes, that was it. Right. And then he's like, oh, it's actually, it's only dislocation. He'll be back soon enough. So they're going to have a lot of talent on their team. He went to Michigan. Yeah. Hmm. So 51 points. That was extremely cool. We were on a text thread having a blast. Yeah, I think like the Nets were down like 18 and like, they, like five minutes left. And then just Karis fought. went off. <laughs> they just fought. They yeah. were like, they fouled free throws, fouled free throws, fouled free throws. And there was a three-point game forever. <laughs> they, and then he hit that. They had 51 points in the fourth quarter the Nets did. No. Yeah. Holy shit. Shout out to Karis LeVert. Um, I would argue 40 is cooler than 50. Okay. And um, then coolest amount of points to score in a game. If your team can clear... I mean, coolest, the number. Uh, let's go with, I don't know, something in the 120s, right? What would you say? I would say 130. Yeah? It's like, wow, that was a fucking... That, yeah, that was you, a, you wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> you wrecked them. Well, usually if you score 130, you're not losing. Yeah, that's Unless a Unless you're call. the Wizards. Yeah, and then, then it the score is 149 <laughs> to 130. Right. Right. Uh, all right, I'll go 130 and 50. Okay. Coolest score. I'll do 124 and 40. Uh, Alex Sundin writes, Amir, is basketball playing or otherwise more or less enjoyable with no glasses? Couldn't mm. recommend no glasses basketball enough. Did you wear glasses on the court? Yes. Did you really? slide off. I would get hit in them. People would accidentally push them off. It just very, I felt like a huge nerd on the court. Did you, um, did you ever play without them? I feel like no, I, never. really? Yeah. Only get after did I get LASIK, did I start playing basketball without glasses? I'm like, oh, this is great. I play with compromised vision every time I play. Right. I never play with glasses. You don't have to. Ne well, I should. Yeah. I mean, like when I shoot around with glasses on, I'm like, look at everything. This yeah, is so clear. The so rift's sharp. so clear. Yeah. But you recommend it. I recommend, yeah. I you, recommend not playing basketball without glasses. You considered rec specs? Like prescription rec yes. specs? Yeah. And what, what stopped you from doing that? I always like looked into it, started putting my prescription, and then I'm like, what? this is just, just right. too much effort. But it was never a cool factor, where it was like, I might get teased for having goggles on the court. No. Nice. Good man. <laughs> but then, you know, goggles sometimes fog up. It's just, it's it's hard to find a, a solid pair of swimming goggles to wear on a basketball court. <laughs> right. Because they're meant for mm, the pool. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Um, who is the Lakers' third best player? I mean, let's talk about this. It's Kuzma, right? Obviously. I don't know. <laughs> if it's not Kuzma, let's say it's not Kuzma. Right. Then it's Howard? Yeah, I don't know. It like It's almost like an eight-way tie for third. Like, is it KCP? Is it Danny Green? It's not KCP. It's not Danny Green. <laughs> is it Kuz? I is mean, it Alex Caruso? Yeah, I mean, is it... <clears throat> you're picking your choice based on the fact that there is no specific one. It's any of them could be hot that game. 
Yeah. Which is both yeah. like a blessing and a curse. But who's the third best player? You know what I mean? Not like, like on any given night. Right. Like, we know all their skills. We've seen them all for a couple of years now. Yeah. Who's the third best player? It's yeah. Kuzma. Like if, it, if there was so. an ex- skills. If there was an expansion draft and the Lakers could right. only protect AD yes. and LeBron, LeBron, who would get drafted first? Kuzma, I'm pretty sure. Maybe Kuzma because he's 24 and they're like, oh, that, yeah, there's still like potential there. Yep, there's still upside. And there are games thing. where he like scores 35. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> if I had him on a team without LeBron and AD. Those games without AD where he would like, he had those like 14 rebound games. Yeah. It was just like, oh, if the coaches could just be like, hey, listen, we're going to set a, we need you to set a benchmark that we need every single <laughs> game from you, guys, from you. We need 12 rebounds from you. Yeah. We just need them. Like that, you have to get us 12, even if we don't need them. Show me 12 every game. <laughs> I feel like he needs those like isolated, very specific goals to hit. Cause Lakers radio and fans, everyone's just like, he sucks. He's not like delivering <laughs> and all these kind of things. But it's like, I still don't know exactly what metric you're looking for out of him. Are you looking for 24 a night out of him? Not happening. <laughs> not happening. Not but, on this team as no. constructed. But like, what do you want? Do you want 14 and 10 out of him every night? Would you Would you say that's a win? It seems like it depends on the night because like you said, if AD's resting, if LeBron's resting, you're talking about a game with AD and Braun. Mm. We, I think the biggest issue with him from a Laker fans pr- perspective is the consistency. Like there are some games where he goes one of five from the field. You know, right. like, who is this guy? Like he's not doing anything. And right. then there are some games where he's like 20 and 10. You're like, this is great. Right. Let's get Kuzma more shots. Mm. Some There's some stretches where he shoots like 50% from corner threes. He, and now he's in a stretch where he can't hit a three. And he plays the same minutes almost every night? No, it's different. There you I think that's also a huge thing. Yeah. It's like so much of... N- n- being successful on any team, yeah. whether it's sports or not. It's, it's just knowing years. your role. I don't know. Like he's... knowing, you know, like I'm going to go to work and I'm going to do these things during work. He yeah. probably goes to work halftime and he's like, I do not <laughs> matter next to these two dudes. Yeah. And when I do try my hardest, everyone just hates me. <laughs> yeah. And psychologically, I could see a world where it's just like, fuck it, yeah, I'll go one for five from the field. Yeah. What the fuck do I care? <laughs> you guys are all mean to me anyway. He's very hot and cold. Yeah. But when he's hot, the Lakers look great. I mean, when he, when it was his team, quote unquote, his team, remember his like summer league? It was just like, this dude is awesome. Yeah. His skills are awesome. He was doing like sky hooks. Yes. He, cause he had a place to play. He had a good headspace. The team was like, we want you to succeed here. Yeah. Now it's just like, you might get six minutes. You might get 22, but be awesome. (laughs) Just be awesome. Why aren't you awesome? Yeah. Yeah. He was guarding Zion in that game. That's Try not, that's might. not what you want. He got dunked over by Zion once. Yep. Like where Zion, it was like a 50-50 ball, but it was not. No. Zion just took it. <laughs> Zion believe, is also shorter than him. Can't believe he's doing that to these dudes. Zion. Yes. Yeah, he's dunking on people's heads. Can you box him out? Can anyone box him out? I don't think so. Yeah, okay. He's too thick. Mm. He, he, ch- he, uh, Kuz drew a charge on Zion. Oh dear. Where... Kuz also was right in front of AD. So Zion hit him and he oh. flew back, but instead of falling back, he just hit AD. Did they both And fall? it looked like he was a, a ball in a pinball machine. Kuz was just like, boom, boom, and like dropped. Zion is a bowling ball. <laughs> I think that's like his closest comp. Like I've been like, is it Charles Barkley? Like, who is he? He's a bowling ball. Like when he just starts going forward, everything falls down. That's right. That's just how it works. He's also, I equated him to Kirby. Because he's, he's he is Kirby. He's large. He's spherical, but yes. he can fly for some reason. That's a good There's call. There's no reason why he could fly. I did not see that third detail coming in. I thought that was going to be purely what he looks like. That's right. No, right. he can also fly. Why can't he fly? 
I don't know. It doesn't make sense. You see like these like 757s and you're like, that plane is too big to fly. And then it goes up in the air and you're yeah. like, how? How is he still jumping? Yeah. How is he still in the air and everyone else has already landed? Do you know how many uh, points Carl Malone scored at the free throw line? Oh, no. I think 10,000 plus. <laughs> okay. I think he's like, it's one of those things where it was like his style of play, the pick and roll, he was constantly being fouled and... The refs, I heard this on the radio today, the refs had to make a choice. He's so big and so much bigger than everyone else that he's going to be creating contact every single play. Do we start calling fouls on him because <laughs> he's creating half of the contact that he's receiving? Yeah. And the refs made a choice that, no, if it's going to be contact, it will always be on the defender. Whoa. It was just an internal choice, and that led to him <laughs> scoring 10,000 plus points from the line. And I don't remember who I was listening to today, but somebody, it might have been like, uh, I can't remember who it was, but ultimately they were like, this past week, it feels like the refs have also made that choice. Zion is bumping into everyone in yeah. all of his games. He's constantly just bumping into dudes. That's right. Is it Zion that's bumping into them or is it them? And they decided that we're not going to kind of make gradient calls. It's always them, not Zion. So they're saying like Zion's going to score 14,000 points from the line. He is shooting a lot of free throws. Yes. And shooting them well. Shooting them well. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, not the Bernie Sanders, but I guess this How person's do you know? Instagram name is, because I see the uh, the actual account. Okay, <laughs> But it's pretty funny that he got the Instagram handle, Senator Bernie Sanders. <laughs> that is ridiculous. You got my vote, sir. Which active NBA player do you think consumes the most milk? Well, this is obviously a question for me. Yeah. Um, are you still consuming milk? Is this, is, are we alive? Are we awake? <laughs> of course I'm consuming milk. What's your last glass? When's your last glass? Last night. What'd you do? Sleeve of Oreos, dog. Sleeve? A third. A third of what? Well, there's three rows in a pack of Oreos, yeah. and I had one third of that <laughs> pack of Oreos. Which is what? How many Oreos is that? Eight to 12. No, 12. More. Probably closer to 12, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. 12 Oreos in one sitting? Yes. With a glass of milk? Two. Two glasses of milk? <laughs> yeah, whole. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Magilla. <laughs> This is, what time was this? This was, we got back from the bar around 10, between 10 and 11. Are you looking forward to it or you get home, you're like, what should I eat? What should I eat? Oh, let's do Oreos. I conditioned my body so that around late at night, it's like, we're going to have some sugar now. A lot of sugar. Yes. Well, a, a lot, lot of sugar for most. It's kind of become relative for me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like more sugar than one is suggested to have in a day. Yes. You, you have know, at the end of the day right before you fall asleep. Yeah, you'd think I'd be staying awake or something. Yeah, wired in some way. Not the case. With two glasses of milk in your belly. Yes. You. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I feel uh, satiated. I feel satisfied. It feels good. It felt like you just ate like a really healthy sandwich. It made me feel good. It gave me what I wanted. <laughs> um, at the end of the 12, are you like, I should not eat more or like, I'm full or like, I could eat more, but I won't. Yeah, it kind of starts thinking about like, um, you know, supply and demand. It's like, if I eat more, I could, but what is that going to get me tomorrow? Because then I'm going to have to get Oreos sooner. Got I it. had a lot of Oreos right yeah. now. That's enough. That's enough. I'm going to read. I'm going to fall asleep. And then how do you deal with like the chocolate in your mouth? Do you like- I brush my teeth. Do you- sp That requires- When you brush your teeth, is it like super brown and chocolatey? It's like a really- I'll actually dirty. rinse- before and I that's brush, just like a brown. I rinse before I brush. Yeah, yeah and it's just like boulders falling out of my mouth. Oh, it's horrible! It looks like a tire, like you know, the side of the road that just got torn up, just like fa falling. Not even being spit, just like the weight of it is just falling out of my mouth. There's okay. certain moments that people should not see you in, where you're like at your grossest. That's the hard part about Oreos for me. Just getting them out. Yeah, because like they. I, they get caught in my teeth. I need to like brush my teeth right after. Right. It's a lot of, uh, unless I'm like you doing it at the end of the day. Right. It's not a good look. No one's going to see. Yeah, they're a tough midday snack. Oreos are like barely even brown. They are black. Yeah, they, they are, are. Dark, yes, dark, They are dark. coffee ground, yes. like black. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You don't want those in your teeth. No. Yeah. Still doing double stuff? 
Uh, the only type of stuff for me. Got it. <laughs> the only type of stuff. Uh, fun fact. You said that that's probably, it's got to be more sugar than you're supposed to have in a day. Yeah. Do you know how powerful the sugar lobby is? No. They're the most powerful lobby in America. Okay. Um, a friend of mine, a member of Harvard Sailing Team, her mm-hmm. father is responsible for putting nutrition facts on everything. Oh. Before Mike Taylor, there was no nutrition facts on your food. Whoa. Which meant that there was no daily uh, value for all of the carbohydrates, sodium, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Well, all of them have created a daily value, and it's all now on the nutrition facts, except sugar. sugar. That's right. The sugar lobby spends billions of dollars a year to make sure that there is no daily value for sugar. Then their argument is like, we don't know what you're supposed to have. Exactly. Oh, they know what you're supposed to have, and it's very little. <laughs> but if you, had, if you had a can of Coke that had the daily value, one can of Coke would be like 160% of how much daily sugar it's you're supposed to have. It's 39 grams right. in a can. Whatever that is. You're right. not supposed to have like 30. Exactly. But they fight so hard, which is good for me because I eat 12 Oreos at the end of my night. And that would be like 200%. That'd be like, it would say like seven years of sugar (laughs) has just been consumed. Interesting. Yeah. And again, shredded 0% body fat. Love it. (laughs) Just bored lucky. (laughs) And which NBA player do you think consumes the most milk? Ennis Cantor. Interesting. I think it's Ennis Cantor. What about a Jokic? Yeah, I mean, exactly. These light-skinned big guys. Yeah. Jokic is, is milk. Eastern European. Jokic <laughs> is milk. Yeah. If Can, the question was, like who most resembles a pint glass full of milk, the answer is 100% Jokic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I think he's also drinking milk. You th- Yeah, he's definitely got milk vibes. Yeah. So you think that the common milk drinker is a doughy Eastern European. Yeah, because it's like the whole don't drink milk thing hasn't hit there yet. No, no. It's a good source of protein. That's an it. American thing. I Dan- think. Maybe Daniel Theus? Is that how you pronounce it? Tice? Oh, yeah. Daniel Tice. Daniel Tice has milk vibes. <laughs> he's, he's German, I think. What African-American basketball player do you think is most likely to drink a lot of milk? Um, Kawhi? No. No? He drinks, you know, like... Whatever goes into a car. <laughs> right. Castor oil. Right. 89 super unleaded. Yeah. Right. Who's a bigger black basketball player? Do you what think about... Zion? You think Zion oh, drinks yeah, milk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You I do think that. Zion drinks yeah, milk. Yeah, he's also like still a kid. I'm not a kid and I drink milk. Yeah, Adults you're, drink you're milk. an anomaly. So is Zion. <laughs> <laughs> we just compared him to a 757. I think you're and Kirby. more likely to. Kirby eats everything. Milk has to be sucked in. That's right. Right. Sucked in. Milk. All right. So Zion and Jokic, we think, drink milk. Yes. Okay, great. Prove us wrong, America. Prove us wrong, America. Uh, all right. Let's get through a couple more before the hour is up. Okay. Do we have a hard out at an hour? No. I'm, I'm here just... all day. Okay. I'm here for three, four, five hours, whatever you need. Sweet. Let's see how far we can get. All right, we can call it an hour or two. Uh, what a team, Will He Myers writes, will a team of all Andre Drummonds beat a team of all Ray John Rondos? Mm, no way, Jose. You think the Rondos take it? We run. We just play transition offense. <laughs> There's going to be five Drummonds in the rear view. Yeah, but let's say, okay, Ray John drives, scores, okay. and then Drummond takes it down. How is how is the Ray John team supposed to beat a team where you're a hundred pounds lighter and if I'm Rajon, if I'm Team Rajon, if I'm one of the five Rajons on the court, Double my team. my priority is make him dribble. Yeah, if he can just pass through, if he can just pass all the way from baseline to baseline and get a dunk, we can, we have very little we could do with that. Yeah, the second that one of them tries to dribble around us, we yeah. have to take that <laughs> ball. That's true. I guess you need to dribble, and Rondo's probably a better shooter, though not a great shooter. But what, my question would Drummond. be: Would you run your offense and defensive schemes the same way, or would you leave like a Drummond all the way back and play four on five, that type of thing? 
Would you play traditional basketball with those rules? I would probably double team the ball handler. Both the ball ways? handling Drummond. If you're, if you're Rondo. Rondo, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying if you're team Drummond, do you leave one guy around the net you're protecting all game and you basically just run four <laughs> on five on offense? Because oh. you don't need like two wing Drummonds. Right. You know what I mean? You play a zone with the Drummonds. Yeah. Just go around the key. I think you keep a Drummond at half court at all times. <laughs> a Drummond by the your defensive net at all times. And then just three on offense. A triangle of Drummonds. Exactly. Zone. Yes, exactly. Make the Rondos beat you from the outside. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, I, th- I still think the Rondos have it. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, 48 minutes, those Drummonds are going to get cooked. <laughs> gassed out there. <laughs> Point guard Drummond, he's going to be gassed out there. Yeah, but then you just replace him with another clone. Oh, yeah. there's six- How many Drummonds do you have? You have Twelve. another seven on the yeah. page. <laughs> <laughs> Drummond coaching as well. <laughs> Max De La Paz writes, if Giannis leaves the Bucks next year, where is he going? So he's under contract until right. the end of next season. Right. They're going to be offering him the most money they can possibly offer him yeah. in June or July. Right. And he'll say, I'll take it. Yes. And I'll stay for five years. Yeah. Or he'll say, no, I want to test the waters at free agency. Yeah. At which point everyone will be like, he's leaving, trade him, get rid of him. Yeah, he's right. toxic asset. He really has that Kobe mentality where it's just like, he really seems like he just wants to win straight yeah. up. And I feel like one of the only things that could prime away from a winning team is a better coach. And they have a really good coach. You yeah. know, like, is there a coach out there that you think would, like, take him to the next level, a la, like, when, you know, people joined Pat Riley back in yeah. the day? Yeah, and it might be the Pat Riley team. It might be the Eric Spolstra Miami Heat. You think so? Because he's a proven winner. But Spolstra? Yeah. You think he has proven, yeah, I guess he has proven winner vibes. Back-to-back back championships, four in a row, finals appearances. LeBron, Seems no. to be a, a tricky. Yeah, but Giannis is LeBron. True. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He re- Giannis doesn't have to join an MVP because he is that MVP. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is there anyone out there like, would it be the Spurs? Spurs could be, but I don't think that's a great basketball situation for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I kind of see? One, I would want him to stay in Milwaukee just because it's good for the Bucks to be a great NBA no team. No doubt. And I think he doesn't leave if they win a championship. I think if they like lose in the Eastern Conference Finals this in some year way. next kind Yeah, of? this year to like Boston or Philly or something like that. Right. Or Miami even. Right. He starts thinking about Maybe I shouldn't lock myself up from age 26 to 30 in Milwaukee. To your contract in Milwaukee or something like that? Or like, I'll play it out one more year in Milwaukee, right, and right. then I'll decide. Maybe I'll stay, maybe I'll go. Right. And I think he's a free agent, and I kind of want to see him leave to Toronto. Wow. Yeah. Really? Because they got a nice situation there. They got his like African brothers and like Masai and Pascal Siakwin. It's a very international Holy team. Holy shit, that would An be a international scary team. City. Oh yeah. my God, that would yeah. be a scary team. <laughs> and that'd be cool, right? Giannis in a Raptors jersey. Oh my God, that feels good. He is kind of like not, a dinosaur. He doesn't have any sort of like coastal city like allegiance. I don't think so. Where he's like, I want to play in Hollywood. I want to play in Madison Square Garden. No, if anything, he's like the opposite. It really feels like that, right? He's like, I'm from Greece. I don't need to like, uh, I don't need the Hollywood lifestyle. He's almost like Kawaii-ish in that manner. I was in Greece over the summer and I was talking to a cab driver who loved the NBA. And we were talking for like 20 minutes and suddenly I was like, oh my God, we haven't even brought up the Greek freak. And he said, excuse me? And I was like, oh, sorry, uh, Giannis. And he's like, why did you call him that? And I was like. <laughs> he starts crying. <laughs> I was like, in the States, we have these nicknames. And sometimes they are, uh, they don't translate well. And um, we love him there. Like, how do I stress that we love him there? And there was like this like noticeable silence. Then I was like, let's just keep talking about Michael Jordan. Yeah. That was like a much safer. <laughs> more of a Costas onto Takupa. Yeah, guy. really. So yeah, do you think he stays? Do you think he goes? And where would he go? I think he stays because I think he's better 
like you said, he's better than any situation. He's yeah. going to be it wherever he goes. So yeah. it's like this But is the surrounding cool. cast better in Miami? They're awesome, man. I yeah. mean, they're Milwaukee's really... historically great this year. Yeah, I mean, they're just awesome. They play well together. There's no competition for his spot. They're he's... having a lot of fun too. Are they? Are they a happy team? Yeah, have you seen the wrestling, you know, like the Oh uh... yeah, those Lopi. Yeah. Those two Lopi brothers. Yeah. The Lopez's. They're sisters. wrestling in the fucking back room. They're good energy. We yeah. love the Lopez. Yeah. They've carved out a very specific spot in the NBA. They're like goofy. They're silly and funny. Is Brooke goofy? Yes. Robin is definitely goofy. Robin is goofy. Brooke is dry, but dry. equally f- silly. He is st- equally silly. Yeah. Okay. Happy for the Bucks. Happy for the Bucks. Yeah. And if the Clippers beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, like everyone thinks they will, yeah. then I'm the number one Bucks fan. You love the Bucks. In June. Oh my God. I will paint my face green. Right. Um, I just want to note that. Buckets listeners, yeah. Amir just said that if, if the, the Bucks Clippers, make it to the finals and they're playing against the Clippers, Clippers, I will paint my face green. Yes. And I will show up at a Milwaukee Bucks bar. Go on. And I will be the biggest Bucks fan in Los Angeles. You didn't have to say any of that, <laughs> but you did. It's on record. I'm going to forget. So, Buckets listeners, I need you to remind Amir relentlessly, even Photoshop what it could potentially look like, and then tag him in the photo. Uh, do you know who has the best record in the NBA since the All Star break? Um, I would guess... You're not going to get it. It is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Close. Mario underscore West asks, what are your thoughts on the Kings having the best record in the NBA? It's about goddamn Since time because we break. did an over-under draft and I went hard <laughs> on the Kings. You love the Loved Kings. the Kings. <laughs> Do you still love the Kings? Love them a little less, but still rooting for them heavy. Yeah. They're the same team that you loved last year. I want Bagley to be good, man. That is he playing King, this year? He's just hurt. He's Got so it. hurt. But he was drafted before Trey. De'Aaron Fox did great for you yesterday. Yes, he did. He won me a fan duel. Yeah. <laughs> um, is he hurt? He's hurt now, Bagley. He Bagley's was drafted out. before Trey, right? It went Luca, him, Trey? It went DeAndre Ayton, Bagley. Oh. Uh, no. Tra- <laughs> no, he went before Luca and Trey. <laughs> then Luca was traded to the fifth yeah. spot for Trey. Oh, my then God. Then Jaron Jackson Jr. So many people got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. So many people got it wrong. And the sons who drafted Ayton had just hired Luca's national team coach from Slovenia. What on earth went wrong there? They're like, let's give the starting what a nod pump fake. to his Slovenian coach, Okay, and we'll take DeAndre Ayton. So the top four went uh, Ayton. Bagley. Bagley. Uh, Trey, which was traded Trey, to Dallas. Then. Jaron Jackson Jr. And then, then Luca. Which let's was redraft that right now. Okay. Well, how should it have gone in Luca, retrospect? Obviously. Luca, is number that right? One, Luca, yes. no doubt, number one to Phoenix. Correct. No doubt. MVP candidate, age 20, having one of the best sophomore seasons of all time. This is freaky, what we're watching right now. We're starting yeah. to take it for granted? <laughs> yes. Okay. He's a great milk candidate, too, by the way. Huge milk candidate. <laughs> we totally <laughs> forgot about Luca. Yes. <laughs> all right. So he goes first. He goes first. And then, depending on what you think of Trey versus Aiton, Trey's like, you know, a freak uh, offensively, one mm-hmm. of the literally worst defensive players in the NBA. Great personality, is going to be like an ambassador of the league. Yeah, I think the Hawks love him despite the defensive flaws. For sure. Oh, for sure. Kirk He's a Goldsberry, reason to come out. I think, tweeted an amazing thing where it's like, teams are averaging 127 points per 100 possessions, which is like the greatest offensive season ever. Right. After Trey Young misses a long three. 
Oh, so his long threes just opens are up. awesome on just high, tra- the highlights. Just immediate transition. Correct, and like he's not guarding anyone on the way. Right, it's a it's yeah, a five on four. He is a net loss when he's on the uh, court for defense. He's yes. like he's you're much better when he is off the court. <laughs> Correct. Right, right, right. But he's so awesome to watch. So is that still does that get in the way of him bypassing Aiton for the number two pick? Uh, if you're the Kings and you already have De'Aaron Fox and you already have Buddy Heald, so right. I guess maybe you do take Aiton over Bagley. Okay. Okay. And then three was Atlanta. Right. Trey is gone. Uh, no, so. Trey is not gone. Trey's still there now. Oh, that's right. In so this they reality. just take Trey. So you just take Trey right back. That's right. Good for them. <laughs> and then the question is Jaron Jackson and... Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley. Jackson is probably better than Bagley because Do of the injuries th- so far. I think Marvin Bagley is better than Jaron Jackson. <laughs> I'm not uh, on the Jaron Jackson bandwagon quite yet. Oh. Have you been convinced by him that he is... That no. dude has... Two to three fouls in the first quarter of most of his games. And now he's hurt, so he's not even playing in most of them. Yes. Uh, I also still don't know if he's right or left-handed. Mm, that's a he bad sign. He seems to sign. shoot left-handed in the paint yeah. and then right-handed threes. I think R.J. Barrett just came out saying that he's actually right-handed, <laughs> but he's just more comfortable shooting lefty. And I'm like, if that's not some Knicks bullshit. And LeBron is the opposite. I think he writes left-handed. Really? And shoots right. There you go. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I would go... Bad Jackson then Bagley. Really? I'd yeah. go back. I'd go Bagley and then Jackson. Yeah. What was the question? Um, that's a great question. Oh, what are your thoughts on the Kings uh, having the best record in the NBA in this uh, since the All Star break? Do they have a shot? They have a shot at making the playoffs. They do. Yeah. Mm. Then Coach Memphis Luke? and all he's that. He's kind of settled. He's kind of like settled. <laughs> I guess so. down. I guess so. Okay. I don't know what was their problem, but they had a problem, and now they don't seem to have a problem. You like Heald coming off the bench? I guess so. He's playing well. Yeah? Yeah, he's shooting well. If you're healed, do you like trade me? Uh, Yeah, he probably wants to be like a starting no two doubt. guard. If I'm healed, I'm like, get me the fuck <laughs> out of here. <laughs> but he just signed a huge extension. Yeah, tricky. Yeah. Still, get me out of here. Yeah. I want I want Carmelo minutes. You know, I, like, want, I want the Kings to make the playoffs. I would love a Lakers-Kings first round. Yeah, that'd be very nice for you. <laughs> that'd be just fine. You would eat those children. Yeah, that'd right? be great. Yeah. Uh, as a Laker fan writes, Evan Corral... Who do you want to fill the last roster spot? I'm all in on Dion Waiters or Alan Crabb. Wait, he's all in on Dion Waiters? He is, yeah. Why on earth would anyone be in, all in on Dion Waiters? So the Lakers had to, if they wanted to sign someone uh, and have him play in the playoffs, they had to waive a player before March 1st. And they did. Yes. They waived Troy Daniels. Who had just signed with Denver. Oh, good for him. I'm so happy good. for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he found a place. Okay. And then we're hoping to fill a void of... LeBron is on the bench. LeBron is hurt. LeBron is not playing. Let's have a guy. Yeah, you want you want a Re- Re- LeBron replacement who costs you about five thousand dollars a game. That's right. That's not, not a replacement. <laughs> a Reggie Jackson type was like, here's the balls. Try to score eleven points in the next three minutes. He was perfect. He was perfect. He was more perfect than whoever else, Aaron Holiday or whoever else you thought was coming your way. Darren uh, Collison. Darren Collison. Right. Like that didn't happen. Reggie Jackson was the one. Yeah. I thought. I really And now we're he... like, is Dion Waiters 50% of Reggie Jackson? Come on, Dion Waiters, man. What? He's a head case. <laughs> <laughs> but so is Dwight. Yeah, I different. Think Big is... man head cases and shooter head cases are two very different head cases, if you ask me. Yeah, I think we the 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 infrastructure and the culture is so strong that we're not going to let Dion Waiters fuck it up for us, is, is he... the thinking. Is he that good? He's... realistically is he that good he had some good years i guess but like is he that good now he had like a good game this year where people are like pointing to it's like look what he did against the clippers he yeah. got 11 points in right. two minutes and then Maybe he, had, he could do that ate again. a grip of weed gummies and had like a seizure on a plane so i mean like you take the good with the bad no i mean he's not the answer well but he doesn't have to be the answer he just has to be like the 12th best player on the lakers mm. 
So is that who you'd want? You'd you'd be like sweet. I kind of want J.R. Smith. You you'd want J.R. Smith. Yeah, he's kind of like an adult male mm-hmm. who's six foot whatever, six seven, yes. and he can make buckets and he knows how to play with LeBron. As a person who recently met J.R. Smith, <gasps> solid humble brag. Oh, um, he is way more normal. And way more chill than one might expect. Interesting. There was nothing eccentric about him. He was actually very forthcoming, very present, very cool. How did you meet him? Uh, On Game On. Wow. He's on an episode of Game On, coming to CBS in sometime this year. (laughs) He was just a cool (laughs) dude. Yeah, rock solid guy. He was so game. He will, spoiler alert, do a competition against the world's strongest man. Wow. A strength competition. It was him versus LeBron? It was nice. Nice. Nice, dude. <laughs> Have you seen LeBron yes. recently without a shirt? Yes. Like walking and talking without a shirt? Jacked. Unbelievable. Chiseled. So chiseled. Chiseled. How? Yeah. 35. Yeah. Hasn't lost a step. Mm. Shredded. Abs. Sh- shredded. Yeah. He works out hard. Chest. He must work out at like 4 a.m., right? Barrel chested. Yes. Thick arms. Yeah. What are these called? The traps. Traps. Yeah, traps rule. Worked on my traps Huge today. Huge shoulders. Shoulders are the trick, man. <laughs> Shoulders are the trick. If you want to look extra jacked, your Shoulders. t-shirts just sit a little higher. It's great. He and looks that, awesome. He, he looks so jacked. Right. And he's not tired. He's playing back-to-backs on the road. It's bananas that there's no hint of retirement <laughs> conversation from this man. Don't his knees hurt? Does, like... Doesn't everything hurt? I don't even see him like wearing an ice pack. Yeah, my man is different. Like he's so different. <laughs> he's genetically. You think insane. he can play? How old is he now? Thirty-five. You think he can play till he's forty-five? You think he has ten more years in him? He's still in his prime. Prime. <laughs> so prime. <laughs> he just drunk, he dunked from outside the key like on a breakaway in the fourth quarter last night. Injuries be injuries aside, he doesn't get injured. He's definitely playing with his son. Right, yeah. him and Bronny are in the NBA at some point. I mean, he's got at least four years left. In him. No doubt, he's he's pulling up from the logo now. He's like, this is what my next phase of my that career was will a be. shot he hit last night from the R of Lakers. Not that even yes, that was an absolute flex. <laughs> nice, I know exactly what you mean, and you're right. The that R, was such a flex. It feels like now every superstar needs to have a couple of like yeah. forty foot shots like on their resume. Yep, you know what I mean. Can we point to your highlight package and see where you just pulled up from forty? Can we see Trey pointing at the ground? Can we see Dame God. pointing at the ground? That's a thing now, huh? Yeah, yeah. LeBron's, I think, were further than Trey's. Like he is hitting him from like near half court. Yes, his were his were true logo lily. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Would you consider changing the game, adding a four point shot? That was one of the questions that I couldn't find who wrote it in. Yeah, somebody asked, should well, there be a four point line? Four or, or should there be a five? <laughs> like, should already... we bypass the four and straight up go five? Like, <laughs> why would we go straight to five? Because four is so close. <laughs> why have a gradual? Why not just go mental? You can't go from two to three to five. You sure? Give me a four, but it's got to be from beyond half court in beyond. the last two minutes. You're saying on the other side of the court. Yeah. Mm. Last two minutes of the Huge. game, too. As like he as a desperation, fun little four. That NBA play. jam, I hit shoot instead of pass, and now yeah. I shot at 75 feet. That's right. Right, right, right. Yeah, you yeah. only want four for that? Yeah, I want four. Come I, on. A three is like five. 40 feet ahead of us. Why don't you shoot a close three? That's the question. That's what we want to incentivize as threes. I don't know if people are going to want that four. That's a 70-foot <laughs> four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody asked about the Elam ending. I forgot. Um, let me Congratulations see on booking him. You know what? He tweeted the other day that he got 51 interview requests and did 50 of them. There you go. So it How was just about reaching out. How did that make you feel? <laughs> I'm so happy that I wasn't the one that got Yeah, bypassed. really? <laughs> that feels like more commentary on who he said no to. Well, I think it was just a scheduling error. Okay, sure. Yeah, but I reached out to him on Twitter. He's in. So Let's kids, talk. fans of buckets, anyone who's trying to uh, get something off the ground, got the, the Elam. Just 
just ask. Yeah. There's no harm in asking. No harm. Who did we reach out to? Mark Eaton? Yeah, didn't there respond. Was, never responded, but there was no harm. Elam, more interested in marketing himself yes. than Elam. Yeah. Than Eaton. What's Elam doing these days? He's just still a professor nice. at, I think, Ball State University. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so somebody asked, how would you roll out the Elam ending in the NBA? And would you? How would, oh, in regular games? Would you, yeah. I would not. You don't prefer the Elam ending to. I didn't watch the All-Star game. What was I doing during the All-Star game? You were making a sure. You were at a wedding. Of course I was. Yeah. And you were texting me these things. There was like, this is the greatest game of our life. And <laughs> I was like, it can't be. <laughs> and I, you're like, this is without a doubt, not just the best All-Star game, this is the most exciting basketball game of my life. I was like, you're trolling me and being mean and I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, insane when it was happening. I may have uh, hyperbolized because I was excited in the moment. No, because I was like, Amir is hyperbolizing. <laughs> and then I went on Twitter and I like reached out to some friends. They were like, this is the greatest <laughs> night of my life. Well, it's funny because like, you know, shout out to Kobe RIP because he's always saying like the, the All-Star game should be the greatest pickup game of all time. And that's awesome. what it felt like. Awesome. It was like the best 10 players in the NBA who never play against each other. Yes. Because like in the NBA finals, you know, it's right. teams. You right. can't have Harden and LeBron and Chris Paul and Giannis yes. all on the same team. Sounds great, though. They were all playing against each other, and at a certain point, it was next basket wins. That That is so awesome. <laughs> that worked out so well for That's so insane. many people in the association. Next basket wins. No clock? Like was there no shot clock? There was a shot clock, but no game clock. No shot clock. Because Harden pa passed up a pretty wide open, seemingly game-winning shot. That's right. He sent it to like the corner for a three or That's something. That's correct. He did like a Houston Rockets play yeah. instead of just laying it up for the win. And so would he have gotten the win on that layup? That's right. They, it was next shot one at that, that point. That is awesome. So <laughs> as a person who watched the game and loved the game and talked to the guy who created the rules, yeah. do you think that the NBA would actually be better rolling it out for an 82-game season? I would like to see it as overtime. Hmm. As overtime. So instead of overtime, the of NHL five minutes, did something like that too, and it was so much better. Death. Yeah, they modify the rules. Death. Right. So overtime, which you know doesn't happen all the time, but instead of a five-minute mini game, let's do first to fucking ten. Mm. That's pretty fun. It doesn't change the game too much, and it wow. doesn't affect the forty-eight-minute game. I wonder how it does change the game. The psychology of the players, the sanctity of the forty-eight-minute game, is still intact. Right. But it's just a fun wrinkle. First on to overtime. ten. And it eliminates double and triple and quadruple overtime, right? Which is probably good. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So you'd be you'd be okay with it in some ways. An Elam overtime. Elam overtime. Yeah. Okay. Good for branding. <laughs> uh, all right. One last question. Hmm. Oof. Got to make it count. God. Now the pressure's on. I shouldn't have said it. Yeah. Why did you say that? You could have just edited your favorite question. I could have just slid it in at the end there. Should we just wrap it up and not even answer a question? No, it's anticlimactic. So stressful. I'm, I know I'm feeling a lot of stress right now. What's your favorite scene in Grown Ups 2? I don't know. The fart scene? Is there a <laughs> fart scene? It's probably a big juicy fart scene. Uh, I mean, all right. One more question. You got this, Amir. Let me pump you oh, up. Oh, this is a pretty good one. Yeah, Who will exactly. win MVP in the year 2025? Nice. Grant good question. Grant Burfiend. Okay. Final so question. Five years from now. Final question, future question. So keep in mind, the MVP last year was 24. Mm, Sometimes, years old? yeah, we're looking for a player in the 25 to 30 year mm. old range when they win. And 2025 will be five seasons from now. It's 2020. Okay. So we're looking for the best 19 to 24-year-old. Maybe. I want to throw out also an extreme honest. wild card. Okay. LeBron James. <laughs> As a 41-year-old. Dude. It's it could play. absolutely happen. I think him finishing second this year is more impressive than Giannis finishing first. You don't think that LeBron's going to win it? No. He's really? not. Yeah. 
He's having an amazing season. I know, but he hasn't won the MVP since 2013. Yeah, but That's Giannis crazy. is crazy. Ha- Giannis is having a historically great season. Yes, like LeBron is having. That, like I said, LeBron finishing in second place of the MVP is more impressive to me at yes. this age than Giannis winning it because he's just doing it. He's older. And he's he got is- sixty thousand minutes. He's you know uh, getting up there in age. He's okay. playing harder for so much longer of the season than he yeah. used to. Yeah, I saw he's him not taking be any asked, games off. Like, is the MVP? Do you want the MVP this year? Like, do you yeah. think you deserve the MVP? <laughs> and he lit up like he had never won the MVP before. <laughs> and he's it was four. like, oh, this is awesome. Like, LeBron still covets things. Like, yeah. he still wants to be, like, acknowledged and respected. I mean, it's like, he... you're so above this, I thought. You're, like, a god. I guess not. I yeah. guess this is what he plays for. Yeah. Championships and MVPs. So the runaway favor would probably be Giannis still. You'd oh, have to think. Yeah, because he's still only 25. Unless Zion really does become this thing. Yeah, where... Zion's already pretty darn close to Giannis, and he's played 14 NBA games That's or something. That's a good something. question. Do you think he is pretty darn close to Giannis? I think he's close in that he's like a, a, a physical freak. He has the raw He has the raw skills. Yeah, right. the raw skills to like score 30 and 20 if necessary. Do you, think he, do you think Zion has high basketball IQ? I think so. You think his game shows off his high basketball IQ? Yeah, he's not like a bully. He's not like Julius Randle out there right where, where he's, he's like, like i'm just gonna keep down. driving my shoulder into you <laughs> yeah. until you fall and then hopefully look up and if i'm under the rim i'll shoot a layup he has good footwork he knows spacing enough good footwork and he also got a great touch so he's not like dunking over people he does a lot. have a good touch it's surprisingly good touch he like jumps up and then maybe sometimes hits a layup or right. like a eight foot floater or right s- like he like bumped into lebron and hit like a mini step back yeah that was awesome that was yeah. really satisfying <laughs> little play create space type play yeah yeah is there a world in which it's alonzo ball Ooh. Is there a world in which, like, some of these guys that have had, like, not groundbreaking first three years in the league, but, like, give them a little more time and they could become Magic Johnson? Ben yeah. Simmons? Could Ben Simmons still be in that conversation? Yeah. Or will his window have closed? I don't think he shoots well enough to be MVP, mm. but a good player of that caliber. Yeah. Lonzo, I love, but he's so wildly inconsistent. Right. Uh, Jason Tatum is playing like an MVP. Yeah. Yeah, he's, Jason Tatum is that out. good, huh? <laughs> it feels like the spirit of Kobe Bryant has gone into Jason <laughs> yeah. Tatum. Like, he dunks on you now. He, he step back. Yeah, he's rough. Like, gets to the basket with ease. Yeah. Bodies Kawhi Leonard, like, sees Le- Kawhi on him and, and like, likes calls it. for the ball. Do you remember when he dunked on LeBron and then bodied him? He, like, <laughs> yeah. chested him on the way back? I was LeBron's like, that like, is, is so kid? awesome. I know LeBron was literally like, let me see the back of your jersey. Who just bumped me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Tatum, I think, is the youngest dark horse, and then Luca, of course. If Luca's already be, doing twenty nine nine and nine, there might be a, like a three year stretch where he wins it every year. Right? right, he could be like the Russell Westbrook, right. but more efficient. He's really good. Lonzo will get his shot. Right, he will develop a very good shot, and when he does, he's going to be really, really good. I hope I'm rooting for him. Yeah, but for whatever reason, he has like he's like he can't dribble very well. He's it, the, all his the game, ball is not on his a whole string. game. Looks exactly that's a good call. It's not on a string. His game looks broken. His jump shot often looks broken. His passes are always like a little crazy. Yeah, but like he's making the right plays more times than not. It's like this is weird. He looks like a kind of like when an 18 year old plays in the NBA for the first time. Right. Like, wow, this guy's really fast and like right. Just running up Wait until he court. figures it all out. Yeah. Right. And now it's like year three. It's like, why hasn't he quite figured yeah. it out yet? Or maybe I haven't figured it out yet. Like, some, some one of us hasn't figured it out. <laughs> like, I haven't figured out what makes you good. Or... Like, when LeBron and Kawhi dribble, 
it looks like the ball is strong. You cannot take when they're not touching it. You still can't take it. Yeah, away. it's like the ball is still gravitationally yes. strengthened. Their arms are cut. As yeah, shit. they're so jacked. It's like the ball is still part of them, still in their. No orbit. doubt. No like doubt. If LeBron is dribbling and I went to touch the ball, I'd be like, "Ooh, the ball is like pushing back on me." Yeah, it would be hot. Yeah, when Lonzo, like not when Lonzo is dribbling, I expect it. Just take I expect it. off his knee, off boing, his foot. Boing, yeah. boing, it's a boing, pinball. It's a bad spring. It's just a. Bur- <laughs> I, I know you, anybody can have it. And yet he finishes with like 24, 12, and eight. Most right. And it's like why? It's because sometimes he just sprints down the court. Right. Sometimes he'll like hit a three step back threes. Yeah, in a those row. threes are crummy. <laughs> his his threes look crummy. <laughs> and then, but when they go in, they're like they're wet. They're right. swishes. It's right. not like rattling home. It's like wow. Here's a question: Do you think that there's a player? Next five years or so, whatever, uh, that's not in the NBA now that will win the MVP? Or do you think that you Ooh. need a few years to kind of get your sea legs under you? Yeah, I would say not just because... Not a LiAngelo ball? It's hard to find a 22, 23-year-old MVP. And I know there's no, like, uh, big... There's no Zion in college this year. There's no yeah, players right. like, whoa, that watch out for guy. this guy. Right, right, right. It so feels like that next guy is an 11th grader that I found on YouTube. Maybe he's even a 10th grader. His name is Emeny Bates. Is he, he like he 7, already 10, looks, Yeah, or, he looks like he? Kevin Durant. He's like 6'9". Okay, that's better. And hitting step backs. Because there's some freaky kids that are like 7'10 in Slovenia. <laughs> no, no, no. That have Instagram handles. And it's like, don't make me like believe this, this kid. It's like an good. American kid. And he's just balling? He's like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, as a 16-year-old. Yeah, that's crazy. Dunking on people, but then also like Wet cross, jump shot? Yes, like step backs. Uh-huh. Over like, you know, 5'2-inch white kids. It is so <laughs> satisfying. Like high school basketball Instagram is without a doubt. Like if you opened up my search. Like where it's like you can hit that little magnifying glass, be like, You've "What have you looked at recently?" Kid. It's just these kids, yeah, and it's like a little perverse because they're all like twenty <laughs> years younger than me. But it's like so fun to be like, "Can't wait to see you in three years." All right? You yeah. know, what I mean? but it's also really funny to see them as sixteen-year-olds playing against five foot five-inch white on. kids. Zion, from Baltimore. We'll never re-experience Zion <laughs> in high school again. Like that was just so different. That's like if Shaq played in my Jewish elementary school. Oh, give me that. It's just unreal. one game. Not fair. Right. Uh, all right, we got through a lot of questions. I think long episode. Uh, who, what do you have to promote? Who do you want to? How do you want people to find you? You can find me uh, on Venmo at William Hyphen Scafuri. Okay. Uh, Instagram at Billy Scafuri. Twitter at Billy Scafuri. And I don't remember if I mentioned it already on the pod. I host the No Joke Podcast, and you can find us by going to Venmo at William Hyphen Scafuri. They'll find the podcast by searching your name on Venmo. That will unlock the podcast. If you donate two to $2,000 to my Venmo, You'll... then you go to the Apple Podcast app and uh-huh. No Joke Pod will be waiting for you. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> now, No Joke is on the HeadGum Network, so you might know some more of the machinations of how that actually works. I think that's it how it It might be there already. It might be there for free? <laughs> it might be there for free. Well, I would encourage people to... Try the Venmo thing first, yeah. and if that doesn't work, then just go to the app. This actually reminds me of a childhood memory I had where, you know, Ices, yeah. I-C-E-E. Come on, of course I know The red Ices. straw that's also a spoon at the end. I love that. So I used to think as you drink from the straw, it opens up into a spoon at the end. Oh. So I'm like, let me drink, let me drink. And then every time I get an Icy, I would drink a little bit less. I'm like, wow, I'm still getting it. I'm still getting it. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't need to drink at all. It's already like that. <laughs> So, so that's like the podcast for you. It's like, wait a minute, I don't think I needed to donate at all. I, I think it, was, it might it was there, be there the whole time. I didn't earn the spoon. The spoon was there the whole time. Similarly, I used to think you have to touch the steering wheel to drive the car. Like if you just used your feet like, but your hands weren't on it? It wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For but sure. Now I know you don't need to touch the steering wheel. I mean, when I was a little kid, my imagination would go crazy and I would stand at the edge of the ocean and just point and be like, wave, arrive there. And then 
overtime in a way to arrive there. I'd be <laughs> you like, you yeah, did that. It. That was all me. <laughs> you had some sort of God complex. Yeah, still And do. I just didn't know how straws worked. Still do. Uh, all right. Thanks for coming back. Good to have you back. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back soon enough. Yeah. Thanks to you guys for listening. Yep. And we'll be, uh, we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.